All right, welcome to Peace of Mind Radio. I am Brian Ramsey, and I'll go reverse this time. That's Aaron McAndrews, and that is Eric Douglas. And today is an interesting topic. This is one that uh, we kind of we we've touched based on real estate before. We're going to go back and retouch based on it again, only because we're in a wacky world when it comes to real estate, right? Would you guys not agree? Yep, for sure, it is. I mean, post even I'd say even more in the pandemic and even now that people are like, okay, it's all good. We are in a crazy real estate market. So we thought we'd touch base on it because there's a couple of, uh, couple of points that uh, everybody should know when it comes to uh, their real estate or their home from a planning perspective. That's really where we're going to address it, okay? So first of all, one of you two just take it and talk about how crazy, wacky uh, the real estate market is. By the way, it is uh, middle of July in 2021, just for frame of reference when we're recording this. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about my area of town that I live in. Yeah. I'm, I'm outside of J-Town, kind of right around the, the Snyder uh, off Taylorsville Road. And um, yeah, there's my entire area of town, virtually every house that's on the market is currently contingent or already pending. I mean, and, and the number of houses that's available is really, really low. So part of it's also driven by the part of town that you live in, but I'm definitely in a in-demand part of town, and I'm seeing, I can just even give anecdotally, my neighbor's house got three aggressive offers last week and was yep. sold in a matter of days. Um, so, you know, it, it, I think a lot of realtors you talk to are saying it's starting to slow down a little bit, but when you say that it's slowing down, instead of taking one day to sell, maybe it's taking three or four days to sell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah, it's still so, selling quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, we actually did move um, right before the pandemic hit. So we bought um, a house, our house now, and, so, and you know, we looked at it, made the offer, purchased it or whatnot, and then all of a sudden the Tuesday or what, or I think it was a Tuesday, I believe. Anyway, the world shut down. And we t- we still had to turn around and sell our other one. So I was a, <laughs> I was a little bit I was a little bit uh, worried about that. But even then, we, once we lift once we listed it, three days passed and it was gone. And that was before it got really really crazy. Right. Um, since then, like the reason why I was saying the story right now is because I've only lived in this house for a little bit over a year now. And over the last several months, I've had random realtors calling me oh, offering yeah. they've got clients that want to pay cash for the house and oh, yeah. it's and it's above where the market value is and everything and it's just just crazy so but you got to think about that if you know that's all that's all great but where are you going to go you know because there's the the there's not a supply out there right my now. wife and i've had that conversation as a matter of fact we've we've kind of joked around you know what our house is worth now i mean we only bought it back in 2019 but we could sell it at a premium and definitely make money on it just even a couple of years in. But on the flip side, we've got three kids, you know, <laughs> it's more of a pain in the butt to, to figure out what we're going to do if we were to sell it and take a profit on it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the market's kind of crazy. I, I, it'll settle out over the next year because sure. it's really supply demand type thing. There's just a lot more demand just happens to be the environment we're in. There's a lot more demand than there is a supply, but that'll all settle its way out and you won't see, I mean, you won't see this fifty, seventy-five thousand dollars above asking. It's just not, it, you know, that'll settle down. But right now, that's kind of the way this wacky world is. You know, we had a client that got seventy-five thousand dollars above asking. So, uh, and it's funny the conversations that these realtors are having with uh, clients when they're putting their house in the market. They're like, "Hey, we think your house is worth. I'm gonna make up a number three fifty, but let's price it at three forty, so we get a ton of action." And you're going to get way above the three. That's how they're doing it. It's, so it's a psychological thing too. 
So it's just it's crazy. But anyway, all right. So that's so that's uh, just sort of an overview of our take of the real estate market. But really, what we want to talk about today is from a planning perspective. When clients come in and we're talking about paying off a mortgage, paying down a mortgage, what we want to know is, or what what do we typically, what's our advice we typically give clients? So let's just take each one of them as a one-off, and we'll just kind of round robin our thoughts on it. So the first one is, and since we are sort of Dave Ramsey uh, uh, providers here, uh, paying off your mortgage. Let's take that one. When a client comes in and says, I have got to pay my mortgage off or should I pay my mortgage off? What are our, what's the common? Uh, well, first question I have is what's your interest rate? <laughs> yeah. And I've had, I've had, I know three clients specifically I've had this conversation with where I've asked them, what's your interest rate? And they've told me something in the four to 5% range. And I said, okay, well, it, it, it might be better off if you look to refinance and get a much, much lower rate and go ahead and stick with that rate for a while versus trying to pay off X amount of money every single month. Because so much of what we see is psychological versus logical. I can tell you on paper what the logical decision or you know what the logical thing you should do should be. Um, uh, but when you think about psychologically, so many clients you know want to have all their debt paid off, right? And so you have to weigh that. We kind of and and that's really understanding where your client is, what their concerns are, and and what's important to them. But but ideally, my first question out the gate is, tell me what your current rate is. Yeah. And you know, because ultimately it becomes a game of. Can you make more than that somewhere else? Yep. Yep. I agree with Eric. That's that's the first question that I always have is is what what's the, what what are they currently paying? What's their rate? And then the second question I usually follow up with is how are you going to pay it off? What are you using to pay it off with? Yep. And and if it is that we just have an abundance of cash sitting here on the side and we're going to pay it use a pay, or we got an inheritance with some type of cash or whatnot and we're going to pay this off, the question then be turned comes is you know what kind of rate could you be earning on that cash? So you know, that becomes a different conversation at that point from an investment standpoint, from a planning standpoint. I think the, yeah, I mean, it needs to be a question of what the alternative specifically is, because if the alternative is you go spend the money somewhere else, then that doesn't help anybody. That's not part of a good financial plan. But if the alternative is taking that extra, let's say 500 bucks a month that you would pay down the mortgage on, invest it somewhere, especially if you have long-term growth potential that can realize, let's say a greater than three, 4% interest rate, um, over a period of, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever the case may be, then on paper, logically, that's going to make more sense. Yep. Yeah, the one thing I'd say is if I had, so we're really talking about paying off a mortgage, so which would mean you'd have some sort of lump sum of money. I probably should state that up front. So if you pay off your mortgage, you have a lump sum of money that you could then pay off your mortgage. So yep. again, it goes back sort of what Eric's talking about. We always have the conversation of, you have this pool of money. Where is it most effectively in use for you? Mm-hmm. It could be that it is paying off your mortgage, right? But it also could be that if you're, you know, uh, I think the uh, the average 30-year mortgage is, what, 3%, yeah. a little less than 3%, I think, at this point? It's less than that, yeah. Yeah, because the 10-year went down to one three the other day. Did y'all see that? It's crazy. But anyway, um, so if, if we're paying 3 but we can take that same amount of money and put it in an investment and make five, you're much better off making five. And then if you ever get to a point where interest rates or you're not making, you know, you're not making 5% um, because your risk profile changed or whatever the case, and it's almost equal, then you're much better off taking that pool of money and paying off your mortgage. And so what we've done over the years is we've said, okay, you've got, let's just, I'm going to make $200,000 mortgage, but you got $200,000 in cash. You could take 
pay your mortgage off, let that arbit let you you can arbitrage the interest rate by keeping the money invested up to the point to when you get into retirement. So let's say you've paid down half of that. You get to the point you're 65 years old, you got a hundred thousand dollar mortgage, but you still got way more than a hundred grand because it's been making more than what you've been paying. Then you take a hundred thousand dollars out, pay your mortgage off, and you're and you're free, right? That's the proper strategy. It's not just I'm 50 years old and I'm going to unload all this money and pay off your mortgage. Uh, I just don't. But again, there's two deci- there's you know two parts of every financial decision. One is the logical part, as you say, mm-hmm. which I see is the number side, and then there's the emotional side, which is you know, difficult for us to, uh, to manage there. So uh, I'd say all in all, it comes down to when you're paying off your mortgage in a lump sum, it comes down to where's the money most effectively used. Is it paying off the mortgage or is it in the market? Making more than what you would make more than what your interest rate is. Right. right? Mm -hmm. All right. So that's it. Now the second piece, which is more often the case of a conversation than, than paying off in a lump sum. And that is, should I be making extra mortgage payments every month uh, with my money? So tackle that one. What do, what do you typically talk about? So I, I, it's kind of the same um, for me from a standpoint of where are they at. Where, where, what is your interest rate on your mortgage, okay? Um, how much extra are you going to be wanting to put towards mm-hmm. that? And where are you getting extra from? Is it is it just obviously cash that you're talking about? Is it sitting? Is it a lump sum of savings money? Is it money that's coming just from your paycheck? How are you doing that? And then you you weigh that based on the rate and say, okay, how long am I going to plan on living in this house? Uh, how long am I going to be there? Because for example, for myself, uh, you know, I just bought that house and I don't plan on leaving that. That's going to be the last house we're probably going to have and we'll live there, you know, forever. So me paying extra on that mortgage when it's at two point seven eight percent or whatever right now. Um, I can put extra money into the market every single month yep. and allow that to grow based off of the my risk tolerance and my portfolio that I have now. And then down the road, if I want to get that mortgage paid off or whatnot, now that money has earned and worked for me. So um, it really depends on their situation and what you know where that's coming from and obviously where they're at in their career and their life and what their goals are. So um, that's that's kind of how I handle that. Yep, that's the key. I mean, what's the alternative? So it's one thing to you know say, okay, it's not worth it to pay off your you know to pay off your mortgage early to make extra mortgage payments, but you have to have a plan. You have to have a, a very specific alternative because we have to weigh option A versus option B. Right, because we can't just say, "Oh, well, if you invest it, well, what are you going to invest it in? Where are you going to invest it?" Because there's all kinds of different tax treatments for different types of investment vehicles, right? So we need to have kind of a plan B and, and wait what each plan looks versus one another. But I can tell you this: when we run the projections, the cash flow projections um, in our software, there's all kinds of different ways we can do this. But when we illustrate very specifically, okay, well, you tell me you want to make an extra $500 a month on a mortgage payment each month. Well, let's just map that out. When would you have that paid off? And let's see strategically, does that make sense? Does that, what, what type of effect does that have on your long-term financial plan? Okay, well, this is what happens if you make an extra $500 a month mortgage payment. Okay, let's look at option B and invest it in, I don't, let's say a Roth IRA, right? Yeah. And let's take it and let's invest it in a Roth IRA. It grows tax deferred. It comes out tax-free in retirement, right? So how does that affect your financial plan. And then we have option A, option B, and we can make an informed, educated decision. That doesn't mean if option B is better than option A, you always go with option B because going back to the psychological part of it, that's, I mean, the behavioral aspect of investing and finance is huge. And we cannot 
Um, you know, we, we cannot underestimate that. I mean, I've got a client right now that's sitting on a boatload of cash and, you know, she's comfortable with that and she can't get over the idea of possibly losing that money. So that's fine if, if, if that's what makes her feel better. And no matter how many times I give her different options, <laughs> it's, it's not going to change her mind because that's how she sleeps at night. So, yep. Yeah. So I, I obviously totally agree with both of you. I'll add one caveat to that is that I'm a firm believer that if you want to make an extra mortgage payment, totally fine. But there's things that we need to do first. First of all, you need to make sure that you're paying yourself. You have yep. got to yep. make sure that you're saving enough money every single month or however often you get paid so that you accumulate the money that you need to then when you retire, that money pay you for whatever it is amount that you want to get paid from there until the end of time. So as long, and, and we can run projections and say, if you're saving X amount of dollars per month with the average growth rate, it will you will have accumulated this the amount of money that you need to then live your retire live the life you want to in retirement. If you can do all that and you got an extra five hundred dollars a month, knock yourself out with paying down your mortgage. But here's the issue with most here's what I find is the biggest issue. Most people don't save enough every month, first of all. Mm-hmm. Nope. So they don't save enough, number one. But number two, They'll pay an extra five hundred dollars a month or two hundred and fifty dollars a month towards a mortgage. They're they're by God, they're gonna get their mortgage paid off. Then they get in retirement, they don't have enough assets to produce the income they need. They're living in a house for free, but you can't take a chunk of your house and go to Kroger. You can reverse mortgage. We all know that. But that's like the least attractive thing. We're not hawking yeah. those here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but you can't take a chunk of your house and go to Kroger and buy groceries. Yeah. Right? You can't go on vacation. With your house, yes. I somebody's going somebody's going text and go. Well, there's always lines of credit. You're right. There are ways you can get equity out of your house, but that's like the least attractive thing you can do. The most important thing you do is find how much you need to save every single month, so that you can accumulate the money that you need to then produce the lifetime the the re- lifestyle that you want in retirement. And then if you've got any excess cash flow, if you want to put it on the mortgage, knock yourself out. Tell me, tell me what home interest. You know, or I'm sorry, home equity lines of credit rates are going to be in 15 years too. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, all you've done is given yourself another monthly payment, right? So you're not living there for free anymore. You're right. borrowing. You're borrowing the equity that you worked so hard to pay off. So you're right. back to square or, one. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, and actually, you raise a great point too because uh, we probably should have mentioned this already, but tell me what you're currently doing already, right? If you want to sit here and tell me that you want to pay off your mortgage early, but you still, you know, you just went out and bought a truck and you got a $40,000 loan on a brand new truck, or you've got high interest credit card debt out there, something, you got some other forms of debt. No, it is not in your best interest to pay off that mortgage early. You need to get that other stuff taken care of first. That's the debt snowball that we talk about, right? Take care of your, your smaller, higher interest debt first, get that knocked out because that's going to be a far bigger hindrance to, you know, hitting your long-term financial goals than, you know, paying two and a half, three percent on your mortgage rate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the, I, I mean, the, the, the point why we brought this up is that making an extra mortgage payment, paying off your mortgage is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, we all want to be in retirement with, but it's not always the worst case in the world. I have run many a scenario with folks that are in retirement that I say, well, your cash flow more than covers your mortgage payment, continue to make your mortgage payment, yep. right? It's, it's not that it's the worst thing in the world to have a mortgage payment to get into retirement, as long as you can cash flow it. Yep. 
as long as you've done what you need to do and accumulate the money you need to accumulate to give you the lifestyle that you want in retirement, sometimes that involves a mortgage payment. Not that big a deal. Uh, ideally, we'd want to have everything paid off, but that's not always possible for everyone. Um, and so the point is, save early, save often. That way you can uh, you know, have your options when you want to retire, whether you pay off your mortgage or not, right? Well, that way, that way too, if you do the planning on the front end, these academic exercises that we're having about is it worth it to do this or that, they become academic exercises, right? And we're trying to figure out the best option for you versus you being over leveraged in your house or whatever other type of debt that you have, and you really don't have any options at that point. So, the, the key, the key thing that I'm hearing from everybody here is the planning. Just having sure. that plan, absolutely. You, you got to have the financial plan. You got to have the plan. You know, if you have a mortgage payment in retirement, you have a mortgage payment in retirement. But just like you said, as long as you can cash flow it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will tell you that. Um, you know, what, what's surprising to me is more people that newer clients, right? The new clients that we get will come in. And we have these conversations about mortgage and paying off and they go, well, I've always, I always was told to make extra mortgage payment. I was never told to look at this any other way. And that's part of what we do is we want to make sure we educate clients about all aspects of their financial life. Uh, because it kind of goes back to our, yeah, I guess our company motto or whatever you want to call it is, you know, the more educated a client is, the better the financial the better financial decisions they're going to make, and better financial decisions lead to better results, right? So, I mean, it's it's very common sense, mm-hmm. but you have to educate clients about all aspects of their financial life, including paying down a mortgage. It's not necessarily just investing in a widget, this widget over that widget, or this fund over that fund. That's like, I mean, it's important, but it's not the most important thing. It's more so about educating clients across uh, all aspects of their financial life. So they make better financial decisions. Yeah. That's kind of what's well, all it's about. Just, it's conventional wisdom, right? Saying yep. you need to pay off your mortgage early. Well, conventional wisdom isn't always right for every individual. Same thing, like the conventional wisdom tells you, oh, you need to max out your 401k every year. Eh, not always, depending upon what your situation is, right? Yep. So yeah, for the sure. answer is always it, it depends, right? Yeah. All right, so listen, uh, we'll just wrap that up here. Um, so that is another week of Peace of Mind Radio. Keep in mind that we have three other podcasts. We have Peace of Mind Radio which is more the financial-related stuff we just went through. We have Connecting the Commonwealth, which is uh, we highlight different uh, small businesses and uh, their products and services around town, which is a really cool one. And then we have Burgers and Bourbon, which is our favorite, where we test and sample burgers from around town and bourbon. Um, you know, we usually do that on Friday afternoon. <laughs> Full disclosure. Maybe we just need to start doing like crossover episodes. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Burgers and finance or bourbon and stocks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, we appreciate you listening. And if you got any comments about a show topic you want us uh, to do, make sure you let us know. Drop us a comment in the comment section. Our phone number, if you are listening to the podcast, is 502-200-5210. We offer every prospective client uh, free consultation. So if you just want to come in and even if you're working with another advisor, that's perfectly fine you want to come in and meet with us and say hey i just want to know how you guys may do things a little differently or what it is that you guys do we are happy to sit down and give you an hour of our time uh it's worth your investment i can promise you that uh so anyway call us uh come see us and uh, we're happy to talk to you yep check out peace of mind radio on every major podcasting platform stitcher google spotify apple wherever you get your favorite uh, podcasts leave us a review and a five-star rating if you don't mind if you're watching on youtube Uh, Check the red box to subscribe to all of our latest videos so you can be first to be notified when uh, when we drop something new. Otherwise, we appreciate you listening. Have a good week.
The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing businesses independent financial partners, IFP, IFP Securities, doing businesses, IFP, and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors. This report may not be reproduced, distributed, or published by any person for any purpose without IFP's express prior written consent. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, doing business as independent financial partners, IFP, member of FINRA and SIPC, investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, doing business as IFP, a registered investment advisor. IFP and Family Wealth Planning Partners are not affiliated. The information given herein is taken from sources that IFP Advisors, LLC, doing business as IFP, IFP Securities LLC doing business as IFP and its advisors believe to be reliable, but it is not guaranteed by us as to accuracy or completeness. This is for informational purposes only and in no event should be construed as an offer to sell or solicitation of an offer to buy any securities or products. Please consult your tax and or legal advisor before implementing any tax and or legal related strategies mentioned in this publication as IFP does not provide tax and or legal advice. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and do not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs of individual investors.